That's pretty good. <clears throat> well, you might be a redneck if somebody tells you you got something in your teeth and you take them out to check it out. Or you've got a whole set of salad bowls and they all say Cool Whip on the side of them. One more. You might be a redneck if you've caught yourself staring at a can of orange juice because it said, concentrate. <clears throat> That's it. We'll move on. <clears throat> well, good morning to everybody in all of our environments here in the worship center and online. And to all of y'all that are in the chapel this morning, and for you that are going to be a part of Midtown that are in the chapel this morning, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Would you turn to the person next to you and tell them, howdy. Okay. You might be a redneck if some guy on a video tells you to turn to a stranger to tell him howdy and you do it. So, no, we're glad that everybody's here today. And uh, if you are uh, joining us uh, online today, we're grateful and thankful that you chose to be here and to be a part of us. We would love for you to come and be a part of the campus and to experience this place and to join with us next week if you possibly can. If you're in Bulgaria this morning watching, just go ahead and get your flight now and we'll be looking for you in just a couple of weeks. Y'all like going to the fair? Yeah? Yeah, I'm not, I gotta be honest, I'm not a huge fan of going to the fair. There's only one part uh, that I like at the fair. My wife, she gets, she loves going to the fair and, and she goes every year. She gets me to go about once every, every three years. I don't like overpaying for food that's gonna make me sick right? That just doesn't do it uh, for me. And I, and I hate, not hate, but yeah, I strongly dislike going through all the booths in the Quick Trip Center. Now, if you have a booth at the Quick Trip Center, I like your booth, but I don't like the other 5,000 that I have to walk around to get to your booth. The thing that I do enjoy, that I mean, I just love, is I love to go to the animal barns. I mean, I love to go through there, and I walk up and down every aisle, and I look at every animal. I mean, I really enjoy taking in those sights. You know, I don't know, I think it's because it reminds me of a childhood memory, right? I remember getting my new cowboy boots and my Levi's and my new cowboy shirt on and my dad taking me to the Texas State Fair and us walking through all the ag barns, you know, and him telling me about, you know, being raised on a farm and raising cattle. And it's just a good memory uh, that I have. You know, I remember my, I remember my first pair of, uh, of cowboy boots that I got to pick out, third grade. And uh, my dad, I had a rough first semester of third grade. And so my dad challenged me second semester. He says, listen, what, do you, what would you like? If, if you do great and you get straight A second semester, I'll get you whatever you want. And I said, I'd love to have a pair of cowboy boots. And so, I mean, every week we went to uh, the, the boot store and there was a Whataburger next door. And so I got a Whataburger and I got to look for my boots. And at the end of the semester, I got a brand new pair of cowboy boots. Well, I got to wear those boots to the, Tulsa State, to the Texas State Fair. Now, the reason I think I love so much walking through those animal barns is because it just engages all of your senses, right? It just draws you in, right? And, and there's all these interesting smells, you know, and there's, there's hay and, and there's, uh, there's, there's stuff that you step in, right? And, and there's this eight-year-old boy who's, watching a who's washing a thousand-pound beast. And I mean, there's just all this stuff happening. There's roosters that are crowing and, and pigs that are being born. And, and I just love it. I mean, I just love walking through there. And within about 10 minutes, I I'm trying to figure out how can I take something home with me, right? I want, I want to take one of these things home. And, and the whole next week, every day at lunch, I'm going to Atwoods, right? And I'm looking at equipment and I'm trying to figure out how can I live on 145th next to Panera and have a cow? You know, I'm just trying to figure all this stuff out. 
because I just love it. I, and I really enjoy walking through there. And everybody's friendly, right? You're walking around, everybody's tipping their hat to you and telling you howdy and, you know, and everybody's happy, you know, and they're just having a good old time. And I really enjoy going in that space. And you know, if, if you chose to be at Battle Creek today, and maybe you're a guest or a visitor, maybe it's your first time to be here, let me just tell you, you chose a good day to come and to kind of walk through this place. Because today, we're going to focus our attention on something that's really important to us. Matter of fact, it's one of our core values. And it's this, we love this place, and we love inviting everybody that we possibly can to come and to experience this place with us. And it doesn't matter where we are, it could be with a friend or a family. I mean, it could be some stranger that we meet at the store, maybe some person we haven't seen in a long time. You know, last night, uh, Jennifer and I were at Walmart, and this guy and I, we kept seeing each other, you know, we're two or three aisles apart, we'd be going up down the aisles, we kept catching each other's eye, and he looked familiar to me, and I looked familiar to him, and eventually we ended up over in the meat section. Right, because that's where guys end up, in the meat section. And, and so we're over by the steaks, I think. And he says, man, do I know you? And I'm like, yeah, and do I know you? And, and we get to talking, and sure enough, our kids have been raised uh, together and went to school together and played sports together, you know. And within about a minute of that conversation, I said, hey, man, Terry, you need to come to Battle Creek tomorrow. Right, and I didn't even think twice about it. And, and I love this place. And I'm not afraid to invite anybody to come to church here with me because I know they're going to enjoy themselves. I know they're going to have a great time because we focus on building an amazing environment and an incredible experience where people get connected to each other and they get connected to the Lord. And we believe it. We believe in building relationships with people. We believe in investing in other people's lives and, and spending time with them and understanding them and getting to know them. And, you know, we spend a little bit on advertising. We don't spend a whole lot. I think we got one billboard over on the BA, you know, we do some advertising on the radio. But the experience and the testimony that most of us could give this morning that are sitting here in this room and in the other rooms is that more than likely the way that we ended up at Battle Creek was because someone invited us to the church. Somebody that we knew who got to know us, maybe somebody we worked with or whatever it was, but they took the time and they took the energy to, to find out about me and to get to know me, and then they invited me to come to this church. And you know, for the next few weeks, as we get ready for extravaganza on the 1st, and we get ready for Easter weekend on the 7th and the 8th, we're all going to be working hard. We're all going to be working hard to, to build on those relationships that we have with others, to be able to invite them to come and to be a part of all those experiences. And, and listen, we all come together and do that. And it's not just about inviting, it's also about serving. As a matter of fact, there was a card that was on your chair when you came in. Grab that card if you would. Had a whole bunch of small words on one side. On the other side, it's an opportunity, right? It's an opportunity to be a part of the incredible experiences that we have. And if you don't have a place of service today, we want to help you find one. And, and it, listen, this, I'm talking to everybody who's been here at least two weeks, right? Because if you've been here at least two weeks, we consider you a part of us. And as a part of us, you have the opportunity to join in with us as we serve and we try to minister to people. And there's going to be three opportunities on Easter weekend, Saturday night at 6 o'clock. Now, if you would be willing to free up your seat on Sunday morning and come to the Saturday night service, that would be awesome because this place is going to be packed out. And we need to make room for people. Also, we're going to need people to serve during the 6 o'clock time frame on Saturday nights. So we'd love you to be a part of that. On Sunday, we're going to meet at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. We're all going to have to find at least two places, maybe two services to serve at 
this Easter weekend. So use this as an opportunity to share with us which one of those services you'd like to serve at and which one of the areas you'd like to be a part of. Any of the children's areas or on the Hello Team where we're greeting people and we're making them feel welcome. And then also let us know if you're going to be coming to the Battle Creek campus or you're going to be going to the church at Midtown. All right, so we can be prepared and we can be ready for that. And somebody will get in contact with you this next week. I'm going to give you a chance in a little while to put this into uh, the offering bucket. But we all come together. And we all work together, and we all pray together, and we all serve together, and we all get excited about the opportunity to invest and to invite. And today I want to share a few stories with you uh, by video. I want, I, want, I want you to hear from three different families in our church who someone invested in and someone invited, and they've now gotten connected to the church at Battle Creek, and then now they're repeating that over and over again. So watch this video with me this morning, if you would, please. Uh, my life with Christ began when I was born. I was baptized as an infant and went through Catholicism, went to CCD class, had my first communion, um, was then led to confirmation. Life before Battle Creek was great. Um, we were in church. Um, every Sunday, Wednesday, every time the doors were open, we were there. Um, my dad was a pastor of the church we were a part of, and um, it was great. Before Christ, uh, life was very different for my, me and my family. I didn't really know that uh, you were supposed to have a relationship with Christ. I didn't know that that was something that people did. Um, I just knew that you were supposed to believe in God. Married my high school sweetheart. Uh, we had been married when I was 19. Had my daughter at 20. He had ended up cheated on me uh, for probably about three of the years that we um, were married. Ended up divorcing. Uh, I grew up, um, we went to Assembly of God in and out. Uh, not regularly, just, uh, just every once in a while. Definitely wasn't a regular thing. And when I had my weekends, I didn't want to give anything else up. I didn't want to go to just to leave my kids for half a day and, and let's go get ready and go to church and do those kinds of things. So we just didn't go. Well, on February 18th of 2007, we lost our best friend, all three of us. We lost a father, a husband. Um, we lost our pastor too that day. And my daughters realized long before I did that um, they couldn't stay at the church that they had been raised in. I met my current husband. He lived out here in Tulsa, and I in no means ever thought that I'd go from California to Oklahoma, but here we are. Um, but when we moved out here, I getting to know my husband, he is probably the most spiritual man that you will ever know. Um, studied religion in college and really just astounded me at the knowledge because I felt like I had none. I feel like I have all the spirit in the world, but I have none of the knowledge to back it up. Yet when we came out here, he was so adamant that he would not step foot in a church. I was very immature and um, I got lost along the way, got wrapped up in alcohol and made poor decisions. and. Uh, I mean, it got to the point where I, I told Candace that uh, I didn't believe in God, 
that uh, there was no way there could be a God, and that, uh, that I wanted a divorce, and that um, I didn't love her anymore, and uh, that my life would be better without her. I personally didn't enjoy going, because I don't talk about my feelings very well with my dad, and I didn't like people feeling sorry for me. I didn't want people asking me how I was doing or if things were getting better. I just didn't want to talk about it. It was easier for me just to not be there and to see those people and the people that I felt like put stress in my dad's life, but really they didn't. It was just my anger of my dad being gone. I just didn't like being there. The churches that he had gone to, he just felt, um, were a little bit hypocritical. I'm a teacher. I've been a teacher for 23 years. You know, when I see all my kids in my class, most, you know, the most of them are church families. And, you know, I wanted that for my kids, but we would go around and try different churches. And it just took so much of our day when my children were babies and I never got to see them. And I don't think that leaving there was running from anything. No. It was, you know, that season of our life was over. And it was time to start something new. And so when an opportunity came up to, you know, check somewhere else out, it couldn't have been any better or more of the perfect time. We got to Battle Creek with um, Amy and Nathan King. I've been best friends with Amy for about 15 years. So we were in the picture when Nathan came along. Uh, last year, ended up with these three beautiful, beautiful children in my class. And all of their families um, go to church here. And they are Kenzie Snyder and Austin Lopez and Chad Lawson. When we moved here, obviously I, I, I meet a lot of people through my clientele. And there was one family who truly just touched, touched our heart and our soul. A lot of you might know them. Their name is Tim and Maureen Gray. They have since moved to Dallas. They have five children that were very active here in Battle Creek. I originally came to Battle Creek because Nathan and Amy King invited a friend of mine and I started attending with him um, on a every Sunday basis. And then um, Aubrey started coming as well. And then we um, joined the Nucleus class and took the Nucleus class with Denise um, and just couldn't have been happier about the things that we were learning and um, putting back into practice in our life after missing a link. It was like something was fitting back together. I would watch these three children in my class and they, the things that they would say and how much they were filled with Christ. I. I was just amazed. I, I couldn't believe how much they believed in Christ. Nathan made sure to include John in on um, his community group sports and activities, so it was getting John involved before John even realized he was involved. The inspiration was not that they were pounding us with a Bible. It was not that they would tell us that our lifestyle was wrong. They led us by example. Denise kind of just put us under her wing and helped us grow and helped us deal with everything. And, and we learned to play with kids and have fun and 
and that's where we are today, loving, serving here, and it helped us serve and helped us grow. And I would get little notes from from one of their parents, Denise. She would she would give me a gift or bring me a cookie, and it would have a verse from the Bible in it or have an encouraging note and. I was just like, whoa, what, what is this? And, and every time I heard Denise speak, I mean, she was just so filled with, with Christ. I mean, it was just overflowing. You could just feel it. Yeah, I had no idea. He, uh, he obviously knew I had issues. And uh, he'd invite me to do things with the guys from community group. And, um, but I, I don't think he pegged it that way. It was just hanging out with the guys. And so I'd show up in my heathen ways my foul mouth and hang out with these guys and they accepted me and uh, just took me in as one of their own and uh, it was pretty awesome. And then to find out later on that uh, they'd been praying for me the whole time, it's pretty, pretty incredible. This family is by far the reason that we are here in Battle Creek. Mark chapter 2. You see, there's only one point today. I mean, it's, it's just real simple. It's just real straightforward. There's only one thing to get across, only one thing to make sure of that we're doing in our life, and it's this. And the point is, we are called, every one of us, we are called to introduce everyone we can to Jesus. That's the point. It's all wrapped up in that. In Mark chapter 2, verse number 13, there's a story of, of a man who comes to Christ and he immediately gets it and he understands that his new mission in life is to use what he has, all that he has, to bring people to Jesus. Mark chapter 2, verse 13 says, Then Jesus went out to the lake shore again and he taught the crowds that were coming to him. As he walked along, he saw Levi, who was the son of Alphaeus. We also know Levi by the name of Matthew, okay? And he was sitting there at his tax collector's booth. He was not a uh, person who was well-liked, okay? He was, not, he was not famous for the right reasons. He was famous for all the wrong reasons. But he was sitting there at his tax collector's booth, and he said, follow me and be my disciple. And so Levi got up, and he followed him. Now, later... All right, a little bit of time went by, but later, or after a while, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. There were many, kind, there were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. But when the teachers of religious law who were Pharisees saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with such scum? Man, they were jerks. Verse 17, when Jesus heard this, he told them, listen, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. And I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know that they are sinners. Jesus, here's what Jesus said. I've come to help people who have stuff. I've come, I've been sent by my Father, and my mission is to reach those who need help to connect those who need me to me. And Matthew understood this, and, and Matthew understood, listen, 
I got some things. I, I, I've got people that I've built relationships with. And you know what's unique about them? They need Jesus. And, and I've got a house. And, and I've got a place where I can get people together. And, and I'm going to use those opportunities. And I'm going to invite my friends over. And, and I'm going to invite Jesus over. And I'm going to see if I can get the two of them connected. And God has given each of us. He's given each of us a unique way to connect with people. He's given each of us unique abilities and qualities and tools and, and experiences that we've gone through in our life. And, and whatever it is that he's placed into our hands, it's for that purpose. And our mission and our purpose is people and to connect those people to Jesus Christ. And we're going to take the next few minutes and we're going to listen to the rest of these stories this morning. In the course before coming to Battle Creek, um, my husband had undergone many surgeries. Uh, he battled cancer, and he went through about, I think at that time it was about seven different surgeries, and um, they were back to back and they were pretty intense. Um, it kind of sent him in a tailspin, in which time um, mentally completely unstable, and he ended up leaving the kids and I. And I had never felt so desperate and so alone in all of my years. My first impression of the church was uh, extremely comfortable. Um, Alex was very real, and everything he had to say was very relevant. When I first walked in these doors, I, I just felt God. You could just feel it all around you. You could feel it in the people when they looked at you. You could feel it, I, I mean, people would would walk up to me and say hello. I never felt that in any other church. We were in the old worship center and you felt so like collapsed, almost like you were, I don't know. It's even. like in a cocoon, like a safe place. Of... Yeah, like everyone was around you and it was kind of low. Like, it was low, <laughs> like you could touch the ceiling when you couldn't, but it just felt, you you felt safe in there. Yeah, it was a safe and welcoming environment. and exactly what I think all three of our hearts needed at that time. I thought it was real. I thought it was a comfortable place. I thought um, Pastor Alex did a great job of making you feel comfortable, making you feel good about yourself, even though you may have messed up or done things in your past, you were, you were welcome. It was so refreshing. It wasn't the hypocrisy that we had seen in all of the other churches that was almost stifling. You know, it's, it's great to have a bumper sticker on your car and say what you are, but if you don't walk it and you don't live it and you don't demonstrate it, then you're not, you're not having that relationship with God. I, I learn something new every time I come here. I feel accepted. I feel like I can't wait till I come the next week. And every Sunday we would come and I would listen and in my heart, just keep thinking, if I could just get David in these doors, if I could get him here. Now keep in mind, we were still separated at the time. And every time I would leave, I would turn on my phone and I would have an inspiring text message from him. And I knew God was gonna work. Um, and he did. He, he brought David back, but I had some conditions. And those conditions were that he come to Battle Creek. It was easy to listen to, it was comfortable and uh, it was real, and I mean, his words hit home. We walked in, and 
On the overhead was the picture, and it was of Christ from behind and of him reaching out. David took one look at it, and I don't think he stopped crying the entire time that he was here. Since John got saved and I saw the change in him and I saw the change in our family, it's just brought me to a whole nother level. Life today is good. I mean, we can go to work every day with a smile on our face and talk to each other every day and we're happy. We have our bad days when, you know, dad's birthday comes around or February 18th comes around, but we're happy and we can live our lives. Even with him gone, we can still live and it's great. I love getting to pray with people and, uh, and, and see people give their lives to Christ. For 22 years, I have been pretty much a workaholic teacher because I want to be the best teacher that I can be. And that pretty much was the center of my life. I worked weekends, I worked late nights. I, I just put that first in my life. And now my life has changed. That's not the center of my life anymore. Christ is. And since I've made that decision, um, great things have happened for me. I, you know, I've taught so long and then I was recommended to be a Union Teacher of the Year right after that happened. And right after that I got a message saying that from the State Department of Oklahoma that I was a finalist for State Teacher of the Year. Just because, I think, I decided that that was not the priority in my life, that Christ was going to be the center of my life. Today I think there's a constant healing and I don't know that that process will ever stop. No. But it's con it's growth and it's healing and it's learning and being a part of something that I think is irreplaceable in my life. You know, we had D-Now a couple weeks ago and, and we went downtown and uh, we had one senior guy and one senior girl. We went downtown and took sandwiches and could pray with a homeless guy and he accepted Christ into his heart and I mean just sitting there and sharing tears with strangers is it's unreal unreal and I never ever expected to be in that position ever I promise you that you will walk in here and you will feel at home and you will feel the Holy Spirit not only through Alex and the staff but the congregation it's it's unlike anything that I have really felt in my life. I've found healing. I've found my identity again, who I am in Christ. I had lost that for a while, and because of the church at Battle Creek, I'm finding that again. And our family has grown. I've gotten Brittany back to the point where she will come to the services with us and she's getting ready to head off to college. Um, but for her to make the comment to me that, Mom, I'm gonna be okay, and I know that God loves me, and I understand now everything that you say. Um, Battle Creek is, it's a church that gets involved and they help people, they outreach. It doesn't need to be right here. It doesn't need to be in your hometown. They reach out all over the place, and that's what Christianity is about. My life has been forever changed because of what God is doing here at the church at Battle Creek. 
And I want to say to the Lawsons, the Lopez's, and the Snyders, thank you. Uh, Amy and Nathan, um, thank you so much for loving our family and investing in us and bringing us to this church. We love you with all of our hearts. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We love you. To Tim and Maureen, their five fabulous children, Brittany, Olivia, Priscilla, Sam, and Maggie, you have forever changed our lives. You've been inspirational, your deep faith, your trust that God would take care of us, and knowing that my family has someone like you and your family to look up to has been so inspiring. We can't thank you enough for bringing us to the Church of Battle Creek. So Tim and Maureen and all the children, from our family to yours, thank you very much. Our lives have been forever changed because of the church and because of the first invite from Nathan and Amy King to be here. And because of Denise for loving us and helping us along this journey, I think we would all like to say thank, thank you. you. Amen. Let's give God some glory this morning. Why don't you stand to your feet with me? I want to sing a song that declares God's glory. You all know it. Sing this with me. Glory to God. Glory to God. understood that, that God was orchestrating all this stuff and he was putting it all together and, and the people that were around him were there for a reason and he was there for a reason. Let me say to you today, junior high student, high school student, if you're sitting here this morning, there's a reason that you have that certain teacher. 
There's a reason that you're on that team with those certain kids. There's a reason that, that you have those friends and they're a part of your life. And college student, I know in, in the Midtown room, there's the TU students are in there and I wanna tell you, college student, listen, there's a reason that you have that roommate. I mean, it didn't just happen by chance. God orchestrated that and he put it all together and, and there's a reason that you're connected to that person and there's a reason that you always cross paths with that person at the coffee shop. God's got a plan in that. And there's a reason that your children have that certain teacher, mom and dad. There's a reason that you're being given that opportunity to invest into those people's lives. And listen, there's a reason that you've gone through what you've gone through in your life. And there's a reason that you work where you work and, and you stand next to that person every day and, and you sit next to that person and, and you get to know them in the break room and you get in contact with that particular customer all the time. That's an opportunity for you to invest and to invite. You know what, we've, we've all been through stuff. We've all had experiences and we all got friends that have stuff on them. And God can take the experiences that you've been through in your life and use them. Can I just say from my own experience, there's not a person that I come in contact with that has cancer or some serious illness that I can't immediately connect with them. And I believe that God allowed me to go through that experience in my life and he has the ability to take that experience and to use it for me to be able to minister to people and to connect with them and to be able to draw them to him. And every one of you, every one of you have that opportunity. Every one of us have the opportunity to be like Matthew and say, I got friends with stuff, I got a place, that I can bring them to. I got Jesus. I need to introduce the two of them so that they can get to know him. And I think the question that we all have to answer today, at least we all have to consider, after watching a great video like that and having those kind of testimonies in front of us that are sitting amongst us today, who is gonna tell me thank you? for investing in my life? Who's gonna tell me thank you for being my friend? Who's gonna tell me thank you for inviting me to church? Who's gonna tell me thank you for connecting them to Jesus Christ? Would you bow your heads this morning? It's an incredible opportunity for all of us. But you might also be sitting here this morning and you might say, you know what, Keith? Man, my heart's been affected today. And I gotta be honest with you, I, I don't even have a relationship with God. I just came here today just to kind of check the place out and hear what's going on. And, but I gotta be honest with you, I wanna get a relationship with Jesus and I'm ready to do that right now. Can you help me? And the answer is yes. If it's truly your desire right now in this moment to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ and, and you want him to come into your life and to take you over, just say this prayer with me this morning. And you gotta believe it. You can't just say, you gotta believe it in your heart is what scripture tells us. But say this prayer with me, just say, dear Jesus, I ask you today to come into my life and take me over. 
I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you rose from the dead. And I believe that you have the power to save me. I believe that you have the power to forgive me of my sin. And in the best way that I know how, right now, I put my faith and I put my complete trust in you. And I ask you to come into my life. And God, for those of us that are sitting here today and, and we do have a relationship with you, and we do have relationships with others, friend, friends and family, co-workers and teammates and, and, and just people that we know and maybe people that we just run into from time to time. God, we just ask you, Lord, right now, Lord, if there's been scales on our eyes and we couldn't see people in the way that you want us to see them, would you remove those scales, Lord? God, would you give us your eyes? God, would you give us your heart? God, would you give us a passion and a pursuit? And, and God, would you just give us the ability and the confidence and the courage, Lord, to live for you and to speak for you and to, to give all that we have for you, Lord, and to care about people so much, so much, that we would invest in their life. And God, we would introduce them to you. And God, as we go into this Easter season, Lord, in the next couple of weeks, God, I pray right now, I pray for everyone in this room, Lord, put a name on our heart. Put a name on our lips. God, put a name in our mind. God, don't let it go. God, may it fill us up. God, may it move us to action in our life. And God, equip us. Equip us to know what to say and when and how to take advantage of different opportunities and, and Lord, to just love people. We ask for your help today. And God, we're getting ready to stand and we're getting ready to sing. And Lord, when we do, we wanna worship you, Father. We want you to hear from us, Lord, and we wanna hear from you. And, and some of us are gonna stay in our seats and some of us are gonna come forward to this altar and pray. God, we just want you to be in control in this place right now. We want your will to be done. We want you to have your way in these next few moments, Lord, as we respond to what you're calling us to in our life. And we pray it all together in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together this morning and sing. And if you want to come to this altar and pray for yourself or for someone else, you do that. If you want to pray right where you're at, you do that. But you respond to what Jesus Christ is calling you to today.